بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على شرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعد ما بعد سترة there's a famous story a man came to Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal rahmatullahi and he said to him I have written a poem so can you please listen to that so I said okay so recite the poem and the poem the man recited the poem and Imam Ahmad cried so much that his uh, his students they said we thought he's going to die and the first I, I won't recite the whole poem for you I will ask Omer to send you the lyrics but just the first share he began by saying إِذَا مَا قَالَ لِي رَبِّي إِذَا مَا قَالَ لِي رَبِّي أَمَسْتَحْيَيْتَ تَعْصِينِي وَتُخْفِلْ ذَنْبَ عَنْ خَلْقِي وَبِالْعِسْيَانِ تَأْتِينِي If my Rabb asks me, have you no shame in disobeying me? You hide your faults from my creation, yet full of sin you come to me. Subhanallahi bihamdihi subhanallahi lazim. My brothers and sisters, I remind myself anew that the issues of what are called uh, hidden sins, right? Hidden sins. Now, why, why is it... Um, What's the problem with uh, hidden sins? Now, the key thing to understand is that um, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala even says in the in the Quran, um, Allah says, "Stay far away and from all sin, whether open or secret." And those who earn sin will get due recompense for their earnings. And this is in uh, Surah Al-Anam, Ayah 120. So, uh, Zahra wa Batan. Allah SWT said, is it um, something which is Zahir or which is Batin? Is it, in the, is it hidden? The key thing to, to understand is that Allah SWT, uh, the Hadith also from Rasulullah SAW, say the same things if you just think about this you know the uh, the whole thing uh, begins and ends with one thing which is that how clear in our mind are we about our akhirah take for example one of the uh, beautiful quotes of Imam Ibn Al-Qayyim Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, in Surah Al-Fusilat also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said till when they reach it their, their hellfire talking about the day of judgment Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said Hatta idha ma ja'uha shahida alayhim sam'uhum wa absaruhum wa juluduhum bima kanu ya'malun Allah said that till they reach the hellfire then their hearing their eyes and their skins will testify, will bear witness against them as to what they used to do. Ibn al-Qayyim al-Jawzi mentioned in a number of benefits and he's talking about now purely one of these things which is guarding the eyes. 
and lowering your eyes, guarding the eyes. He, in his um, dissertation, where he said, it's called Al-Jawab Al-Kafi, the sufficient answer. Uh, some of these things which he mentioned is, he said that the ultimate happiness for the slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this life and hereafter is submission to the orders of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now this prevents the impact of the poisoned arrow, which is the gaze. The prevents the impact of so prevents the effect of the poison arrow. Uh, he compares the gaze to a poison arrow which could destroy him to his heart. Um, he says it blocks the lowering of the eyes, it leaves joy with Allah in the heart and it ties it there and it does not and letting it go distracts the heart. Uh, controlling your gaze blocks the devil's entrance to the heart. The shaitan enters with sight faster than air in a space. There is a path between the eye and the heart which makes one reformed by the reform of the other and destroys by the destruction of the other. Think about this, the path between the eye and the heart which makes one, which means the what the eye does affects the heart and what the heart does, the piety of the heart, the purity of the heart or the evil of the heart affects the eyes. It says the reform of one is the reform of the other and the destruction of one is the destruction of the other. Guarding your eyes also opens the ways of knowledge and facilitates its means because of the light of the heart. If the heart is illuminated, the facts of knowledge are uncovered to that person and he moves from one to another. Whoever raises his gaze, his heart grieves and darkens and the gate and the paths of knowledge are blocked before him. Lowering the eyes relieves the pain of regret and the heart. He who raises his gaze, his gaze, his regrets last. The most noxious, toxic thing to the heart is raising the gaze as a man desires what he sees. What he cannot be patient about getting it, nor can he obtain it, and this is the ultimate pain. So it's frustration because he wants something, he can't get it, he gets frustrated. It implants joy, lowering the, lowering the gaze, guarding your gaze, implants joy, happiness and ease more than the joy and happiness of gazing in his heart. This is due to his overcoming his enemy of disobeying his own lust and wishes and when he stops his desires for Allah, including the desires of the wrong ordering soul. Allah will compensate him with a more perfect joy. It frees the heart from the captivity of desire. The prisoner is captured by his desire. As he is told, he is a prisoner. However, he seems to the eyes as if he were free. Lowering the gaze also frees the heart from the intoxication of lust and the slumber of heedlessness. Raising the gaze leads to the heedlessness of Allah from Allah and heedlessness of the hereafter. It leads to the intoxication of ardent passion, which is more intoxicating than liquor. It leads to this. It leads lowering the gaze leads to safety from al-fasha, all shameless things, <coughs> because gazing is the way to it. it. It builds up desire, which results in haram actions. 
lowering the eyes leads to the safety from punishment in the hereafter as a consequence of, of prohibited gazing. Today, as Rasulullah said, there is adultery of the eyes, is gazing at prohibited things. Today, we are not even talking about looking at somebody's face. We are looking at literally pornography, which is absolutely the worst of thing that you can get. And it's hugely addictive and it is long-lasting and it destroys a person and destroys his psychology. So, a person who is addicted to pornography, his marriage will get destroyed. If he is unmarried, before marriage, if he is addicted to pornography, then if he gets married, that marriage will get destroyed because of that. It's so bad. It, this lowering the gaze leads to safety from punishment and the hereafter as a consequence of as a consequence of prohibited gazing. So if you didn't look, then you will not be punished, inshallah. And that's why we said adultery of the eyes is to gaze at prohibited things. And to remember that every bounty from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala must be praised and given due thanks. The bounty of sight is praised by using one's eyes in what is legitimate and to keep it off the prohibited. If one lets it in the prohibited, then one did not give praise for this bounty and denied it. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala threatened to punish those who do that. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to save us from these hidden sins, what we think are hidden, because they are not hidden. This is, uh, the this, this sin is clear. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that he will punish. But we think it is hidden, so we, we commit it. So I warn myself and you, let us be very clear and let us ensure that we lower our gaze. وَصَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَى نَبِيِّ الْكَرِيمُ وَعَلَى عَلَى 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 ع